Memories. How accurate are they really? As I go through this, and most of the time I'm looking back, it's not current, so when I'm doing this podcast, it's going back of what has previously happened. And these are my experiences, but it's funny that my husband, who will is my biggest supporter, he'll listen to an episode and then he'll say, I don't remember it happening that way, or I don't think it happened as what, the way you thought it did, or didn't this happen then? And he'll say things like that. And then it gets me second guessing about when did this happen or did this happen the way I think it did? I'd like to think that I'm being truthful and honest, but again, how accurate are my memories going back? I, I don't know. And everyone's experience is different. So the way I deal with it and the way I experience things is very different than say my husband's point of view, because he's coming at it as a caregiver. And I'm kind of going through it at the time. And the things that I feel are my own, like I own those emotions. But it's the same when uh, the thing is, I remember in university, I took a course and about, um, I don't even know, remember what it was about, but the gist of it was, you know, uh, someone's been attacked and a police officer goes and tries to find witnesses. And when they're going to find witnesses, everyone has a different account of who the attacker was. What were they wearing? When did it happen? The sounds they heard. And everyone had a very different account, and yet it all happened at the same time and outside, but it's just everyone's perspective, uh, perspective and how they experience things and what they remember, right? And it's just saying that eyewitness accounts, how accurate can they be? And I guess that's the same with memories. Also, when I go through this, I have what's called chemo brain, and chemo brain is so real. And the thing I can liken to it most is... Um, pregnancy brain. Very, very similar. So I remember being, when I was pregnant, I put my cell phone in the fridge once and couldn't find it. And I got my husband to call all over and I heard the ringing from the fridge and there was my cell phone. Can't for the life of me remember why I put it in the cell, in the fridge, but it just, I was taking something out and it went in. And just a few other things where I would just kind of forget, be very forgetful. Well, chemo brain is, is very similar. It comes on very slow, so you don't really know exactly when it hits, but all of a sudden your brain just becomes kind of foggy and less clear on things. And it's when you're searching for words to use, you find the wrong words almost. And you'll say it and it'll come out. And sometimes you catch yourself and you're thinking, that's not what I meant to say. And other times you don't. So my my son is always like, oh, mom, chemo brain again, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. And it makes me forgetful. Like I said, it's kind of a, a brain fog. So when they describe chemo brain what as a side effect and what it could look and feel like, they describe it as, as, as brain fog. Um, and it is, it's, uh, you're trying to, it's trying to grasp for the right word to say when you're trying to explain things and it's there, but you can't always say the word. Or else you'll you'll be thinking about something and you'll say what you're thinking, but it doesn't make sense to what you're talking about. So there's a mix up there and just forgetting things. So Christmas happened and uh, we're opening gifts and my daughter opens her gift from us and my son is kind of, he's very, very, very polite, but he's patiently like, oh, yeah, so she got a gift from you guys. What, what about me? And I'm like, oh, it's got to be under the tree. Keep looking. And he's looking and he's reading and not there. And I was like, oh, maybe I put it at the back of the tree. I'm looking. And then I stopped and I looked at my husband. I was like, we didn't wrap his gift. 
And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I thought that one day you had it out and you're asking what, what to wrap in that. And I was like, I did. I remember, I clearly remember laying the gifts out on kind of the floor, me picking up the one we're giving to my daughter, wrapping that up, putting it on the tree. And I remember I had a couple for him. And it's kind of like, which one do I want to give to him now? Or, or are we going to put aside one for his birthday? And my husband, I remember he, he was on the phone. And we talked about him. We said, yeah, that's the one. And that was my gift wrapping day. And for the life of me, I cannot remember wrapping it or even putting it away. But for whatever reason, I did not wrap it. And so we were kind of like, okay, we'll hold down downstairs. We totally forgot. And my son, such a wonderful person that he is, very patient, a lot older than his years. And he was like, oh, mama, you've got chemo brain, don't you? I was like, I do. And I'm so sorry. And he's like, that's okay. I knew you wouldn't forget about me. And I was like, it's not, I didn't forget about you. I just, for whatever reason. And it's things like that. And even when I go back, I cannot, like I said, I cannot remember if I wrapped it, but I can't remember not wrapping it. And I can't remember putting it away and even where I, where I would have put it. But my husband, I clearly put it back where it went because I was able to find it, but I don't remember that. So even going back, um, the rounds, about round three, four, and five, they really start to kind of melt together and certain things that happen during each round, I can't, I think, I'm like, I think that was around, about round four, but I can't pinpoint if it was between round three and four, between round four and five, as those are the rounds that kind of all went together. So my memories are what they are. I'm going back and I'm not writing a lot of notes because again, I'm not a note person. And for me, for this to be real, I write some notes, but if I write a lot of notes, then I feel like it's more of a storyline of then this, then this, then this. And it takes away some of the feelings that I'm going through and the thoughts at the same time. Because as I relive this and talk about it again, I really get to sort out my thoughts in my head and say, well, did I think that? And this is, I remember feeling that. And it's a way of just validating my feelings. And if I write them down beforehand, I don't feel like it's as real I guess. Um, anyway, so that's kind of where I am with memories and thoughts. So, and even afterwards, I'll be like, oh, that happened. I got, I should mention that. Or, oh, I think that was happened then. And my husband will be like, do you remember this? And I'll be like, right. So um, some of the side effects that I, I've talked about are the ones that are cumulative. So the exhaustion, we've talked, I've talked about that. And um, the neuropathy, uh, the mouth sores that kind of just happened about round three, I guess I got my first one near the end and then round four. Um, one of the other ones that's more, I guess, em embarrassing, I guess is, <laughs> and I don't, I honestly don't remember it until the actual time comes. I'm like, oh, right. I remember this side effect. There's a couple of them. So when I first finished my treatment, so I finished at the Tom Baker and I go outside, uh, because of the neuropathy with the nerve endings, I get a twitch in my eye. So my eye just twitches nonstop, mostly my right and my right side. But as I went, as I go into more rounds, it starts to get more on my left. Uh, the warm weather helps with the neuropathy. 
but this eye twitching and I come out and it's like I forget about it every time. Like I don't even think. And then I get outside and all of a sudden I'm twitching. Looks like I'm winking at everyone who walks by or either I'm having a seizure and my husband looks at me and I'm like, yeah, it's that eye twitch again. And it usually fades by the time I, the afternoon hits or the evening, it's gone. And then again, it's, uh, it, it happened and I completely forget about it. But at the time I'm always like, oh, right, this is super annoying when you have this nonstop twitchy eye. So there's been that one. And that's just, again, they said part of the neuropathy of the nerves. Um, if I, during that first day, so I get my treatments at the Tom Baker with the actual IV before I go home on, on the Mondays. And that's the day that if I have to go to the bathroom, I got to go now. Like there's no, yeah, I can hold it till a bathroom or not. Like it's all of a sudden it'll hit and I have to go. And if I don't, like it's, it could be a disaster. Um, if I, f if I have any kind of toots or farts on that Monday, uh, they're loose. And the thing is you can't really feel it. Like, that's the one thing. You're just, you're so out of it. So you fart and you don't think about it. And then you're like, oh, what's that smell? And it's more than a lingering fart. And you usually like literally poop yourself. And so that's always a fun one. Um, but that only happens on the Monday. And again, that's the most embarrassing one. <laughs> but it's, it's real. Like you will, it's, you will poop yourself. Um, and you can't control it. Like, it's just all of a sudden you're like, oh, I tooted and it was not, it was more of a shart than an actual one, <laughs> an actual fart or else you're like, I got to go to the bathroom now. And you're like, I mean now. So pull over, find a place, drive as fast as you can, whatever I need to go. But like I said, lucky, luckily, I don't know if it's lucky or not, cause it's not a great side effect, but it only ha seems to happen that first day, that Monday. So those are kind of the, the other ones. Um, I, I haven't had a, a, a period in a couple months. Um, so again, because of my age, I'm not young, young, I'm not old, old, but I'm kind of on that cusp of when women can kind of go through a premenopause and whether I was going through premenopause before or around this time, or if I would have hit it in a couple of years, uh, Chemo plays around with your hormones a lot and it puts a lot of women into premenopause. And even if I was a lot younger going through this, I could still get premenopause, but then I'd be able to, in a few months or a year, bounce back. But because of where my age is, they're not quite sure if it's going to be, if it's premenopause and straight into menopause. So I don't know. I still ovulate like crazy, but no periods. And I mean, yay. I mean, who likes those anyways? But the whole thought of the menopause kind of sucks. So when this is all over in February, if I still haven't had one, I got to go get my hormones checked and my bone density because chemo could put me into early menopause. So that's kind of a, a long-term side effect. So there are these long-term side effects that you don't really think about and you kind of put them off because you're dealing with the current and you don't really want to think of all these, what, you know, in a year, what am I going to be living with forever? I mean, they are there, right? Like my... Uh, colonoscopies is going to be here forever. Just diet, exercise, those things that you want to change, but kind of the side effects. Uh, the neuropathy could be long-term. It could be permanent. They're, again, it's they're not sure. So you kind of hope every time that you have the neuropathy, it fades. And so far, I've been lucky enough that it's been fading and kind of goes away between each session. So it's kind of like, yay, it's not hanging on and it, it might not be permanent. But the 
from my very first round, I got that IV in my hand and I talked about having like it, the vein and they weren't sure what was going on. So right before I went into my fifth round, which I'm kind of going to go into next here, is uh, when I noticed the lump is kind of gone and I can touch my vein all right, in that in my right arm and it doesn't hurt. So luckily that wasn't permanent. And again, they said it could be a few weeks, it could be months, it could be years, they're not sure. So, I mean, luckily it was, what, two, three months, something like that, and it kind of faded and went away. So, and again, I you kind of forget about it because it's just always been there. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, wait a minute, I, I bumped and it doesn't hurt. Uh, the nerve they nicked in my elbow when I got my surgery, it's still there. Not as much though, not as bad, because I have to actually really bump it to feel it. Uh, and before it'd be like, I'd just brush it against my side and it would be like, ouch, but now it's, I actually have to physically like, you know, bump it and it'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that hurts. So, I mean, it's fading. So with any luck, it'll kind of go away too. But again, all of it is, is we're not sure. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of at the point where, um, I, I'm going to go into my fifth round, but before we go into my fifth round, uh, there's, um, <laughs> the other things I was going to say besides chemo brain, um, chemo brain. And the other thing I'm was got to be referred to as, again, I don't know if it was between my third and fourth round or my fourth and fifth round, but somewhere in there at one of my appointments, I started being known as the chubby cancer, chubby chemo patient, chubby cancer patient, chubby chemo patient. So again, not sure how I want to take that. Uh, it could be very positive, as she said, as it was a resident who said it. And she was like, we love chubby babies and we love chubby chemo patients because a lot of times during chemo, you lose a lot of weight and it's uh, the drug, but it's also because of the mouth sores, you can't really eat or your food tastes different and you're not hungry or you've got the GI issues and all the rest. So you lose a lot of weight. There are cases where chemo patients do put on weight. Um, the ones that put on quite a bit of weight it's a lot harder to lose when you're done chemo it, from what I've read and talked to people. I don't know. I haven't put on a lot of weight, but definitely put on weight. So they take your, um, your measurements because all your, um, your drugs or chemo are based on weight and height, right? So I, I know my weight because every two weeks I take it. So when people are like, you haven't put on weight, you look great, you look fine. I know I've put on weight. So I've put on about 10 pounds um, and I come in and they're like, chubby chemo patient. Yay, we love chubby chemo patient. It means you're healthy and you're eating. I don't know if it means I'm healthy and I'm eating because the food that I have been eating as we get into Christmas season has been a lot of baking and I mean, it's Christmas season, right? So a lot of baking and not healthy stuff. And then Halloween was a lot of Halloween candy and all the rest. So putting on weight, I don't know if it's a healthy weight. I mean, I'm not losing weight, but I mean, I, I could stand to lose a good five, 10 pounds. So even if I lost a bit, I wouldn't complain. But this gaining isn't always fun. And I don't know if I like the term chubby chemo patient, but there it is. So I'm chemo brain and I'm chubby chemo patient. So I've, after a while, it kind of gives me a laugh. So I mean, at some points you have to laugh or smile or just shake your head. Uh, so I mean, the weight, I guess is good. I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I, I can tell I've put on weight. I mean, my clothes fit a bit tighter. I've been wearing nothing but 
stretch pants and Lululemon and jogging pants just because they're warmer and they're more comfortable. So the one day, you know, you kind of feel good and you want to put on jeans. I'm like, they're a bit tight. They, I need to kind of suck it in to do up the zipper. The overall exercise to do, I mean, I've got kids at home, so my exercise looks very different. It's not like I can just go for a run. I mean, my daughter's kind of that in-between stage where I she won't sit in a stroller the whole time if I went for a run. And she won't, if I went for a run and just, or went for a walk, she wouldn't walk the whole time. She's kind of that in-between stage. So trying to find exercise things that are low impact too, because that's the other thing. They don't want you pushing yourself and all the rest are, are a little more difficult. I've tried to do some yoga. Um, she climbs all over me, but it's been interesting. But I guess just chasing a three-year-old around kind of helps with the exercise thing. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm kind of getting ready to to go for round five. Uh, that one round, I felt like I was already on a round ahead when I should. So knowing that I've got two more rounds, the end is near, but I don't want to get too excited for the end is like the end being close because I just kind of also want to live in the present and not just take everything for granted. And I feel like if I keep going, oh, I'll just be at the end of this, the end of this, then I'm not really appreciating the time I do have with my family. And so, and it's there and I don't want to get too excited in case all of a sudden I have to prolong my rounds or something happens. So I don't want to, I guess, put all my eggs, or I guess you could say into one basket where I'm like, yeah, I got two more rounds and I'll be done because I'll be very, very upset and disappointed if they came back and said, oh, we have, for whatever reason, your blood work came back not great and we have to prolong a round or it's not working because I did that with between my first and my second. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up and I'm trying not to get too excited, but I'm definitely getting excited because I'm, I'm ready to be done this and I'm ready to just move on and onwards and upwards.